millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to The Curator Podcast. Season 2, Episode 12. An interview with Chris Laporto from Cantswell. Chris, how the hell are you today? I'm all right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you guys are back in. You're back here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I never thought we'd be here one time, let alone two times in like the course of six months. But uh, yeah, we're back. How you feel? How you feeling about it? Tired. Um, it's great. We love it up here. The venue tonight is insane. Uh, it's like an old chapel, I guess, or church or something. So. It's cool, man. Uh, last time, Scotland was very nice to us. Glasgow's cool. Glasgow. Um, yeah, it's great. It's like to be back. So um, you're, you're a bit into the tour now. You're a bit into the album tour, I guess, generally. How, how are you finding it? How are you finding the kind of being playing all the album songs now on the road? It's great. Yeah, we were kind of getting a little stagnant just playing those five songs for a year. Um, and we had the record in our back pocket for quite some time. So uh, definitely we're itching to get it out and, and to play them live. Uh, we learned about half of them to play them, so we got a good amount. Uh, but it's been awesome. Yeah, kids have been very receptive, singing along uh, to the new songs, which is insane to me because it's been out for a month. Uh, but it's been great, yeah. I mean, so I, a lot of the interviews that I have read always talk about the same thing. And you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Uh-oh. It's all about how, like, oh, yeah, you, you wrote a record in your bedroom and then you suddenly get signed and, oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, how has it been adjusting from that to having an album out and kind of being a full-time band? Yeah, man, it's something, like you said, I've been asked a million times about that I didn't think any of this would happen. And then I think I was in a point where I was like, oh, it's definitely just going to be these five songs for the rest of eternity. I didn't think we'd ever be able to pull something something off, uh... But then as it went, the full length came together rather quickly. Um, and now we're touring around the world. It's bizarre. I try not to think about it too much. I just try to, you know, go with it. And I think if I did, I'd probably psych myself out and just quit the band and go home. So <laughs> well, I've got some bad news for you. Oh. <laughs> this podcast is about creativity. Sure. So <laughs> let's, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you weren't always a songwriter, is that right? No, sir. Uh, never was even much of a writer as a kid like never kept a diary or uh, I did very awful in English class um, yeah just was uh, very interested in like rhythms and drums even in music uh, I liked obviously bands for what they were talking about but it really wasn't much about that it was more just uh, I was so focused on the drums uh, t- teaching drums and taking lessons from the drums um, but yeah Can't Swim was definitely my first endeavor 
even writing down words in a creative manner. I, I never did that before. <clears throat> was there a bit of trepidation when you started doing that, that you were kind of thinking, did you even have an end point in mind when you started writing the songs? Um, I wanted to just learn how to play guitar, and uh, I started, you know, just taking some lessons online, and then as any, you know, late 20-year-old gets very bored with what they're doing and, and I didn't take the proper steps in teaching myself I just immediately started to write songs um, but no I had no idea until the songs were pretty much done musically and I was like oh well they're not going to be instrumental songs who wants to listen to that um, where I was like oh maybe I'll take a stab at singing them and then I guess I gotta write them about something you know yeah it was the, it was the first time to be faced with that obstacle of like, oh, well, what should this song be about? You know, it's, it's a strange thing. It's definitely bizarre. It seems like, uh, I know that you've sort of spoken about it in a lot of interviews as well, but the way you talk about it to me, now that I'm actually hearing your voice and not just some text on the screen, yeah. is uh, it seems like it might have actually came a lot easier to you than you might have, you might have thought it was going to. Yeah, I think um, it's obviously odd to talk about yourself. Um but yeah, I think that was one of my advantages of just doing it kind of for fun and as a goof. Um, you know, I was so critical about my drumming, you know. But with this, this was just a hobby. This was just strictly for fun and, and to occupy my time, where I think, luckily, it just came out, um, you know, where it can resonate with other people, you know. And I think there's a sense of that it's pretty simple at heart, you know. And I think a lot of kids maybe gravitate towards it because... Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, hopefully it gives kids the incentive that, oh, man, I could go start a band, you know, because I didn't I didn't know what I was doing at all. <laughs> and now I'm in Scotland. <laughs> well, that's a really punk rock thing. And one thing I've noticed about your band is you are quite DIY still. Um, obviously, you've been in trash talk as well. So I think that, that ethos is quite close to your heart. Yeah, man. I grew up playing in punk and hardcore bands. Um, I think there's a few reasons why we do it you know, quote-unquote DIY is because we're poor and we, you know, we're trying to save as much money as we can. But other than that, I think it just, uh, you know, we care about Can't Swim a lot. We want to get it right. And if you start putting your band into a lot of other people's hands, not saying it won't be good or not saying it won't even be better, but it just won't be Can't Swim, you know. Um, and I think that we're very adamant about staying, um, you know, what we want to do because I think that's what, why we enjoy it because Lord knows it's not about fame and money because we don't have either of those um but you know if it became something that we weren't psyched on or didn't feel a part of then i would just stay home because why would you even come out here and do that you know um but yeah trash talk taught me a lot those guys are very uh very good friends of mine um i love watching their band play um i loved it. i loved what i was a part of it it's that mentality of like well i'm not gonna let somebody else step in and do this like They've been doing that band for like 10 years and they do it all themselves. They write the songs. They, you know, they uh, they don't give in to whatever trend is popular in heavy music. They just write the same thing that they've always had, you know. Um, yeah, definitely inspiring. And it was cool to be a part of. And it taught me a lot about touring and, and being in a band, which was a blessing that I was in that band right before Can't Swim because it was my first look into you know, like full-time touring guys. Uh, and they were the best to learn from. I think they have a really good attitude. 
uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I put my band played with those guys when they played over here at the start of March. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, they're fucking insane live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are insane live. They are insane at 2 a.m. They're uh, insane at a Starbucks. They're they're very entertaining to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, because I was standing at the merch desk doing the merch and uh, the bass player just pulls out a bag of weed and starts rolling one on the, yeah. the merch table and I'm like... Oh, okay, cool. I guess this yeah. is happening then. Yeah, I think, I mean, don't quote me, but I believe that the tour I did with them, weed was actually on the rider. And we would show up to the venue and there would just be like a bag of weed. It's crazy. <laughs> so let's go Let's go back to Chris. Yeah. Um, when did you first decide you wanted to be in a band? What made you decide to be in a band? Because it's a weird thing to do. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up, my Uncle Mike, which is my dad's brother, play drums in a bunch of punk and hardcore bands in like the early 90s in the New York area. He obviously lived with my grandmother, his mom. I would go over there for Christmas and birthdays and stuff and he had a drum set in the basement. I thought he was the coolest dude. Uh, a couple times his band was actually practicing down there so I got to see the whole vibe of it all and then whenever we had free time he'd show me some stuff around the drum kit. Um, but yeah, totally. It was all my Uncle Mike. My mom and dad loved music, um, but they, they don't play any instruments or weren't in bands or anything. Um, but yeah, it was all for him. Like, uh, all the music I like today is because he showed it to me on cassettes and vinyls and stuff. Um, yeah, and just watching his band play made me want to do it. <laughs> I mean, that was... you've also you've had it in your life, like, punk and hardcore for, like, the whole time. That's, that's really rare. Yeah, yeah. Um... It was something I gravitated towards because of him, I guess. Um, I loved just the energy of it and the, like, non-showmanship. You know, I always, even to this day, I hate when I go watch a band and kind of see that it's not, like, genuine. You know, you can kind of see they're putting on an act. And with his bands, especially, and then, yeah, I guess, you know, punk is notorious for just people just wigging out and um yeah something i was always attracted to i thought it was the coolest thing yeah so do you do you aim for a different energy then when you're playing life i mean i'm getting pretty old now so i kind of just stand there but in my head i'm like doing front flips onto the stage uh yeah i mean <clears throat> obviously i don't think of can't swim as a hardcore or a punk band at all um but i like like you were saying i like to think we um adapted or adopted some of their you know, mentalities of doing it yourself and doing it because we want to do it and not just because we think we're going to make a million dollars one day. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
I just thought I'd jump in here to say, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by hitting the subscribe button in whatever app you're using. Now, let's get back to this interview with Chris. Nobody makes a million dollars. From, well, I guess a few people make a million dollars from him. Yeah, I can name zero. <laughs> well, it's got to be John Lydon from the Sex Pistols. That's true. Are you think? I don't even know. Yeah, he's maybe a millionaire. He says some really questionable things recently, yeah. so, you know, who knows? Maybe he's rich enough to be like, fuck, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I think the Misfits now are really, they got a lot of money to do Riot Fest. So depending if they spent it all on makeup, um, yeah, but, but I don't know, punk is lucrative, I guess, if you want it to be. What's the Green Day as well? Ooh. That's true. Those dudes are for sure millionaires. Yeah, yeah. they have to be. Yeah, yeah. I heard that Jerry only still works in like a, as, a, as like a mechanic and stuff. He just loves okay. loves the cars, yeah. I hate cars. <laughs> that would be the last occupation. If I had a million dollars, that would be the last occupation I had. <laughs> so, I mean, as, as Cat's found a full-time band now, is, that, is, that, is, this, is this your life now? Dude, this is totally my life, yeah. I never would have thought, but we tour full-time. If I'm not touring, um, either writing a song or practicing with the guys, um, doing interviews, doing podcasts. Um, yeah, it's picked up rather quickly, but it has now become everything I do. Yeah. Have you ever taken time to stop and think about how quickly it's been going? Um, there's a few things that come up, you know, like the label send me an email and be like, hey, like, we put out your first song a year ago. And I was like, what? Uh, you know, it feels like a week ago. Um, like I said earlier, I try not to think about it. I just try to get through each day. <laughs> um, and don't think about I have no idea how to sing or play guitar I just you know uh, love the guys in the band and feel very blessed to just get to hang out and work on stuff with them all day yeah like I said if I started to think about it I'd probably just quit the band <laughs> you're doing a pretty good job at the faking the singing and the playing no thank you um, yeah before this I was intending to be an actor so I learned um, yeah you know the guys are very helpful and patient with me um and Danny, our guitar player, who's also our producer and engineer, he's a fantastic singer. He has uh, shown me the ropes and gives me all the breathing exercises and scales to practice. Um, but it's fun. You know, I don't think of it as anything different than playing the drums. You know, I think we all go up there with equal, you know, power. I don't, like, go up there and be like, I'm the front man now. You know, it's just we can't swim and we just play our songs, you know. So what was the, um, I've, I was wondering about this, uh, why why did Danny switch from drums to guitar? Um, initially the idea we had when we started to hash out the new songs um, from Fail You Again, kind of just felt like it was a little bit um, bland with just the two guitar players. On the record, Danny had a lot to do with adding some layers of guitars, there's a lot more harmonies. So initially we were like, oh, we should get a third guy to play guitar and do some harmonies. And we were actually in the UK at the time, and Danny from the back, like half asleep, was like, well, that would be, I want to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I guess we got to get a new drummer, because I think it'd be a little weird if you were playing the drums and the guitar at the same time. Um, so when we initially thought that he would be the guy to fit that role, um, Andrea, who was a longtime friend of ours, he, she like lives on the block that we practice on. We went to high school with her. Um, I always thought she was a sick drummer. Uh, called her up. She knew about Can't Swim. She liked the record. And I was like, okay, well, you want to be in the band and play drums? And she was like, what? Don't you have a drummer? What are you talking about? Uh, and then we practiced. And then 20 minutes in, we were like, oh, dude, this is a perfect fit. Uh, because we grew up, 
right next to each other. I think we're all very similar and want to do the same thing with Can Swim. And that's it. And then Can Swim became a five piece. So, so with playing those songs live with three guitarists now, is it actually added to any kind of different songwriting like ideas? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Danny is very, very, a very talented man. He um, can play any instrument that you can think of. Uh, I definitely think, oh, oh, oh. Um, someone wants to shower. Yeah, someone wants to shower. Um, yeah, I definitely think he brings a lot to the table in terms of just like uh, different colors and, and, and layers of, he's like a big pedal guy, you know, he's a, insane at notes so like he could pick a harmony out of the wind um yeah i definitely think i think all of us are now a lot more a part of the sound of can swim and it's not just me with a laptop you know it's uh and especially now we get to practice and we get to sound check and hash out ideas um even andrea you know she's the rhythm you know so if i play a riff I would have played this to the drums, Danny would have played this on the drums, and then Andrea plays what she plays on the drums. So obviously it's going to be a different dynamic. Um, but yeah, it's great, man. I'm very honored to have each one of them. They're very talented young men and women. <laughs> are you content with where the band is just now? Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. I think some interview was like, what are your goals for 2017? And we were just like, I don't know. Like, doing this is pretty great. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we have much expectations of other than just being a better band to ourselves love touring and we love putting out records once once the ball gets rolling it actually becomes pretty simple you know if you keep your head level um you know i don't think we're really much worried about anything else we just want to put out songs and play them in front of people you know we don't think about much else <laughs> um but yeah right now we're getting a lot of opportunities to do that exact thing so yeah we're probably the happiest we've been so far that's not a bad thing at all is it really <laughs> no man I think you gotta be content with what you're doing because if you're always chasing something else you're never gonna find it and no we're psyched man but right now like it's great you know I'm in Scotland I never was in Scotland before <laughs> like to play some songs that we like jokingly wrote. it's great you know it's you know it's, it's definitely a job you gotta wake up and you gotta practice and you gotta drive but it's not a job <laughs> you know like I have jobs and I had jobs. It's not a job. It's a vacation that kids scream along to your music. It drives me insane when I hear, you know, young bands like complaining on the road. It's like, dude, are you kidding me? Do you know what it's like to like pick garbage for a living? Like, you know, like it's, it's, we're, we feel very privileged and, and, you know, we couldn't be happier right now. You do sound as though you're quite, you know, set in your place, like you're happy with where you are. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, another thing for advice, it's like, yeah, definitely surround yourself with people you want to be surrounded with because if I was out here one by myself or two with people that I hated you know it just is not worth it to me you know if you're going to be married to five different people in a van for 12 hours a day you better make sure you like them all um yeah it's got to be like a family because you can get real miserable real quick <laughs> But Can't Swim is the opposite of that, and that's why I think we're all enjoying it so much. Just like friends hanging out. It's a very, very positive way to end, I think. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm, before yeah. I start to cry, yeah. Uh, he's looking like he's welling up a little bit as we sit in this <laughs> in the shower room, which is one of the most bizarre experiences yeah. I've ever had in my life. Just <laughs> sitting with a strange Scottish man in a shower, uh, because this was the quietest place in the venue. 
It's very quiet, and it's like I can hear my heart beating. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting that too, man. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Maybe like people like to show it in silence. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's a Scottish thing. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to say or anything you want to ask me before we finish? Oh, um, well, I'm glad to know this is your first time doing a podcast in the shower. And I want to say thanks for taking the time. Hope you stick around for the show. Jump off the stage. Uh, and I hope to be in Scotland soon again. Speaking of jumping off stage, you just kind of have a backflip, front flip, or just kind of dive guy? I'm going to do like a Michael Phelps front flip backstroke through the front layer of the crowd. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing that now. Cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Chris, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. So that was my first time in the venue St Luke's in Glasgow, which is a pretty cool place. It was a bit odd to interview somebody in a shower room, but it was actually the best sounding place that we could find in the whole venue, so yes, sometimes you just got to make do. Can't Swim are a great band. I actually seen these guys supporting Boston Manor when I interviewed Mike and Ben last year so I was really glad that I could actually have a chat with Chris he's a really really nice guy and we had a nice chat afterwards as well which I kind of wish I'd recorded but sadly I didn't their album Feel You Again is out now they're phenomenal I really like them they give me a kind of brand new-ish vibe which I totally dig if you're into alternative rock or alt rock whatever you want to call it if you're into that kind of music, then you would certainly dig this band. I think Can Swim are awesome. Chances are, though, that if you're listening to this podcast, you already know who they are, and that's great. So if you could take a second to share this podcast with your friends, I would really, really appreciate that. That's all for this episode. You can find out more information about this podcast at www.thecuratorpodcast.com. Until next time. Bye-bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.